ESPN collected opinions and votes from coaches, executives, and NFL scouts, and they use all that to rank the top 10 offensive players in each position group, where they got it wrong, where they got it right on this episode of the Locked On Bucks podcast. Let's go. You are Locked On Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Buccaneers? Welcome to the Locked On Bucks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are your daily podcast covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We are free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. And we thank you for making us your first listen or your first view of the day. I'm David Harrison covering your Tampa Bay Buccaneers for Sports Illustrated's BucksGameDay.com. My co-host James Jarko is off for this episode, but you can find him at SBNationsBucksNation.com with his own written content covering your Bucks. When we aren't there or here, you can find us on Twitter at JRCO underscore Bucks at DHarrison82 and at Locked on Bucks. I thank you again for making us your first listener, your first view every single day. Tom Brady is not the best quarterback in the NFL in 2022, according to a survey compiled by ESPN's Jeremy Fowler, surveying NFL executives, coaches, and scouts. Looking at the top 10 rankings and the list that we have here from this survey from these survey results, number one overall quarterback Aaron Rodgers, the two-time defending MVP quarterback of the Green Bay Packers, his highest ranking uh, vote or vote that he got here was the first overall vote, which is where he ends up. His lowest rank, uh, according to those who submitted, which is over 50 of these people submitted these surveys, was fifth overall. Number two, Patrick Mahomes of the Kansas City Chiefs. Third it was Josh Allen of the Buffalo Bills. And then fourth is where Tom Brady quarterback of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers comes in with his highest ranking being number one overall, his lowest being eighth overall fifth place, Joe Burrow of the Cincinnati Bengals, whose highest vote was number two and his lowest vote was not even in the top 10. In fact, the last six quarterbacks, all of them at one point or another, according to somebody's survey, not ranked in the top 10, including sixth place, place Matt Stafford of the Los Angeles Rams, seventh place, Justin Herbert of the Los Angeles Chargers, Eighth place, Russell Wilson of the Denver Broncos. Ninth, Deshaun Watson of the Cleveland Browns. And 10th place, Dak Prescott of the Dallas Cowboys. So that is your top 10. Again, according to this ESPN created survey filled out by over 50 executive coaches and scouts. So now let's dive into some of these rankings here. First of all, Aaron Rodgers coming in. Number one, uh, you guys had to know that I was going to have an issue with this. I was going to take issue take umbrage with this as they say i know he's the back-to-back mvp and, and i get all that but let's be let's be honest we've talked about it. we mentioned it many many times on the show that tom brady probably should have actually been uh the mvp in 2021 and beyond that though you look at this list which this list is intended to say who are going to be the best quarterbacks of 2022 not who are the most established not who have the best careers so i get why tom brady is not necessarily number one on this list but aaron Rodgers shouldn't be number one on this list either because bottom line He's not the best at anything on this list of quarterbacks. He doesn't have the best arm strength of all these quarterbacks. That's probably Josh Allen. He doesn't have the most athletic ability. That's probably Patrick Mahomes or maybe Lamar Jackson, who's not even in the top 10, but he's an honorable mention. He's not the most accurate. I would say that Tom Brady's probably on the list. Uh, there is the most accurate. That's maybe debatable, according to some people. And he certainly isn't the most football IQ because let's talk about Tom Brady. What has kept Tom Brady alive this entire time 
healthy enough to play uh, almost to to his 50. I mean, he's not actually quite almost to his 50s, but you, you get what I'm saying, as old as he is. What has kept Tom Brady alive? His intelligence, his ability to read defenses, get the ball out quickly, not take unnecessary risks. So Aaron Rodgers, not the number one quarterback in anything that really makes a quarterback great in today's National Football League, yet he's going to be the number one overall. Look, uh, one NFC coach said, according to Fowler, quote, late in the down with pressure, he won't always take risks on certain plays where he's throwing the easy completion on a smoke route, and it's a critical moment. You're thinking, is he really trying to win? End quote. And to me, that says it all. Competitive toughness, the drive to win. You're the quarterback. If you have a question about whether or not a quarterback is really out there trying to win a game or is willing to really put it on the line to get his team uh, the win, I think you have a very big problem with your quarterback position there. Certainly not the number one quarterback in the NFL. If you're questioning his drive to win, he can't be the number one guy in the National Football League. That's just my opinion, one man's opinion. Uh, moving to Tom Brady, again, ranked eighth by someone. He, his, his top ranking was number one. His bottom ranking was number eight. Uh, that, to me, is, again, is a joke. We talked about that with Chris Sims ranking him the eighth overall quarterback this year. That's already been asked and answered. One NFL coordinator said about Brady, quote, Brady is the ultimate end-of-game player. He's the last shot in hoops guy. Ball in his hands wouldn't take anyone else, end quote. So you got one aging veteran quarterback here who – you want the ball in his hands. He wants the ball in his hands. He wants to take the last shot. You got another veteran quarterback here in Aaron Rodgers who makes you wonder sometimes in the critical moments of the game, is he really trying to win the football game for you? Yeah, one of them is first overall. One of them is fourth overall uh, in this list. It's beyond me, to be quite honest with you. Um, as far as the other quarterbacks in the list that are ranked above Brady, jo uh, Josh Allen and, and Patrick Mahomes. Listen, I get the infatuation with Patrick Mahomes. Super athletic, all these things. Look, he had a lot of turnovers last year. Football IQ, maybe a little bit shaky. Maybe trying to play a little too much hero ball. I think that kind of knocks him down a peg. But given what he had done up to that point, I think people giving him a buy. Josh Allen is the new uh, hot stuff. I'm just happy not to see Justin Herbert, honestly, in this survey above Tom Brady because I'm a, I'm a Justin Herbert fan just as much as everyone else. But let's let's slow the roll a little bit. So it's good to see the people in the league at least not ready to crown him the next big thing, even though they are willing to give him. Uh, some props and certainly put him on the list, which I do think he does does deserve to be on the list, just not above uh, the likes of multiple Super Bowl champions uh, and, and all that stuff. So that's my thoughts on that. Uh, the final one, guys, Deshaun Watson, elephant in the room, right? The best ab ability is availability. That's for any profession, not just the National Football League. But how can you be the best or one of the best in your profession if you're not even there uh, to do the job? How can you be top 10 anything when you're not even in the room, you're not even on the field? Off the list last year, listen, and ESPN specified this. He was off the list last year because of questions about his availability. By the way, he wasn't suspended last year, but he could be suspended now. Will be ex expected to be suspended this season, but he's on the list somehow. And not only is he on the list of available players to vote for, he's top 10 NFC, NFC scout wrote, quote, there's no question about the ability, and I'm assuming he stayed in shape. I have a little concern that he can come back and be an elite player. I just don't know when he's going to play again. End quote. Again, availability is the most important ability, but here we have a quarterback. We don't know when he's going to be available yet. He's going to be top 10 this year somehow. I don't understand. And as far as assuming he stayed in shape again, if we're assuming things about a guy or if we have these questions, I don't know how we're putting him uh, in the top 10 above some of these other guys. Uh, and then finally, I kind of pointed out there's six of the last 10 quarterbacks, 60% of this list uh, weren't even ranked on some of these surveys. 
by some of these evaluators. Uh, guys like Lamar Jackson, Derek Carr, Kyler Murray, Kirk Cousins apparently also got votes. So apparently they're putting them ahead uh, of, of some of these other quarterbacks like Justin Herberts, uh, Dak Prescott, Matt Stafford, Super Bowl winner somehow is not on somebody's uh, list uh, of, of top 10 quarterbacks. I don't understand it. Maybe somebody else understands it. I certainly wouldn't put Kyler Murray above any of these guys except for Deshaun Watson, who I think shouldn't be even on this list until you actually see what he's going to do on a field. After not having played football since 2020, he may not even play again until 2023. So how a guy who may not even step foot on the football field is considered a top 10 quarterback for this season. Little baffling. And, uh, you know, just one more example of just because people are in the business or in the league uh, itself doesn't mean that they always get it right, at least not in my opinion. I'm sure that at least some of you out there uh, agree with me. Coming up, we're going to look at another group of these rankings. Wide receivers are going to be up this time, and we'll see if we agree on that. Spoiler alert, I don't agree with everything that happened. Of course, that's why we're talking about it. But before we get to that, let's be honest with each other. We've all been in a situation at some point in our lives when we get a little tight on cash. Maybe you can only afford to put a few gallons of gas in your tank, especially these days. Or you got another event coming up and you're wondering how you're going to afford a gift. Well, that's where Dave can help. If you're living paycheck to paycheck or struggling to make ends meet, it can be really stressful when unexpected expenses come up. Now, Dave can help you get out of a pinch when you really need it. Because when hindsight is 2020 and you can't change the past, maybe you can get a little help from your future self. Maybe you'd ask to borrow a little cash from your future self if you could. Well, now with Dave, you can. Dave is the banking app that can help you get up to $500 instantly with extra cash. That's more money for your tank, your gift buying needs, or catching up on some of your bills. You can finally tackle those expenses you've been stressing out about without any hangups. There's no interest and no credit check needed. Millions of people have already downloaded the Dave app to get the financial relief they need with extra cash. So if you're in a pinch and need some extra help, download Dave and think of it as a helping hand from future you. Download the Dave app from the App Store right now. That's D-A-V-E. Sign up for an extra cash account and get up to $500 instantly. For terms and conditions, go to dave.com slash legal. Instant transfer fees apply. Banking provided by Evolve. Member FDIC. Future you will thank you. Thanks again for making the Locked on Bucks podcast your first listen every single day or your first view if you're joining us on YouTube. Which NFL stars move the betting lines the most? Starting July 18th, Locked On gives you the 50 most valuable players in the NFL from the odds makers at Bet Online. Available July 18th on Locked On NFL, wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Many people think the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have the best wide receiver duo. And Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, when they're both healthy, I am one of those people. But only one of them, Mike Evans or Chris Godwin, made the top 10 in this collection of ESPN rankings that we were just talking about with the quarterbacks. Now we're flipping to the wide receiver rankings again, compiled by ESPN's Jeremy Fowler. And when we look at this list here, number one overall, we've got Devontae Adams, formerly of the Green Bay Packers, heading to the Las Vegas Raiders. He's number one. His number one overall ranking was his highest ranking, of course. Fourth place was his lowest. Second overall, we've got triple count crown winner Cooper Cup of the Los Angeles Rams. Jamar Chase, number three for the Cincinnati Bengals. Fourth place is Justin Jefferson of the Minnesota Vikings. Something we're going to talk about without Justin Jefferson, a non-vote getter on at least one survey. Fifth place, Tyreek Hill of the Miami Dolphins, formerly the Chiefs. Stephon Diggs of the Buffalo Bills, number six. DeAndre Hopkins, seventh place from the Arizona Cardinals. Mike Evans from your Tampa Bay Buccaneers is eighth. Fourth place is his highest rank uh, on a survey. Not ranked at all is a lowest ranking for him. 
Number nine, Debo Samuel of the San Francisco 49ers. Number 10, DK Metcalf of the Seattle Seahawks. So let's get down to the details on this top 10 list. Let's start with Jamar Chase at number three. The second-year wide receiver was a rookie last year, so obviously not ranked. Um, One NFL personnel official said, quote, he might be the best in a year. He's got it all, end quote. So you're talking about maybe Jamar Chase being the number one wide receiver in the National Football League and after just two full seasons of play. That's pretty impressive. And honestly, I got to say, watching Jamar Chase play, you can understand why he gets the praise. Now, I'm not sure he's going to deliver on some of those expectations, but you can kind of see why the praise uh, is coming in. Another executive said, quote, he's 210 pounds, but moves like a like a 190-pounder, strong as hell, fast as hell, great instincts. Jamar is the next great one, end quote. So maybe go throw him on your fantasy roster if you can. If you've got a dynasty league, hopefully you already have him. If you don't, maybe see if you can get somebody to trade for him uh, before he becomes the next big thing. Mentioned it while we were reading off the rankings. Justin Jefferson of the Minnesota Vikings getting a non-ranked evaluation from somebody, not making someone's top 10. Uh, look, let's hear from the experts themselves. NFL offensive coach, once one NFL offensive coach rather said, quote, he's not a burner, but he's at everything else. Instincts, competitive, great route runner, can win at all levels of the field, end quote. So, and I don't think that was expected to be a dig, but literally the guy can do everything except for run like a cheetah, like Tyreek Hill can. Uh, but as Fowler points out in his writing, Jefferson had 11 plays for 30 plus yards in 2021. So whether he can run really fast to get those 30 yards, still having 11 30 yard plays, very, very impressive. An AFC coach said, quote, he wants to be the best in the game and you can feel that he'll get a gazillion targets in that new Vikings offense, end quote, a gazillion targets. I don't know how to write that out, but that's a lot of targets. So, I'll, I'll, so also add Justin Jefferson. Uh, to your fantasy rosters. A lot of LSU Tigers on your fantasy rosters. So again, not sure how uh, Justin Jefferson gets a non-ranked evaluation from somebody. Um, to me, Justin Jefferson obviously is is one of the top 10 wide receivers in the National Football League. Moving on to your Tampa Bay Buccaneers wide receiver, Mike Evans, number coming in at number eight. Does feel a little bit low, but let's hear what some of the experts had to say. AFC, one AFC scout told ESPN quote, as far as the high end guys, he's one of the most underrated in football. That's how his career has been. When he's done, he'll have so many yards and production that you'll have to put him in the Hall of Fame. He's not always respected as he should be. End quote. Happy to hear at least one opposing team, opposing conference scout talk about Mike Evans being a future Hall of Famer. Only NFL player in history to have eight straight 1,000 yard receiving seasons to start a career. Uh, and again, this isn't about history. This is about this year, but. Uh, he did it last year with Tom Brady. He's got Tom Brady this year, so he should probably do it again. Again, health uh, allowing Mike Evans, certainly one of the most consistent, uh, maybe not one of the most ex- exciting players in the National Football League. I think that's kind of where this ranking comes in. The knock on him is and has always been yards after catch, so I think that's why Mike Evans probably not coming in uh, higher on this list as most of us would probably expect him to be. Um, Chris Godwin. Not making the top 10 here, but was an honorable mention. Uh, one NFC scout was quoted as saying, quote, it's too bad he got hurt because he was really coming into his own with his chemistry with Brady. I really like him. He can win at all levels. And yeah, I think when you, when you talk about players and we talk about guys like Chris Godwin, again, you, uh, you just said it, you can win at all levels, short, intermediate, deep ball. He can do it all. And, uh, you know, you look at that New Orleans Saints game that he got injured in. Obviously, the team loses 9 nothing. Uh, Chris Godwin already had something like six or seven catches, 64 yards, somewhere around there, and it was early second quarter. So, I mean, he was about to have 
120 plus yards, you know, 12 catches, something like that. And very, very possible that the Buccaneers actually come out with a win in that game. I can tell you right now, if Chris Godwin doesn't get injured early in the second quarter of that game, the Buccaneers do not get shut out. I think I can confidently say that. And look, not to be not to be de- beating a dead horse here, okay? Uh, but it's funny to me, honestly, that this because again, they weren't separate polls, right? The survey was sent to everybody or the same people, the same respondents, okay. Uh, Chris Godwin's being left off the top 10 because of concern about how he'll come back from his injury. Um, Deshaun Watson hasn't played football since 2020, yet he's he's on the list. So, I mean, it's just kind of funny how the, the, the standards are being put on one player for availability but not on the other. Anyway, uh, some honorable mentions from the wide receiver group. Keenan Allen, uh, probably not very happy that he's ranked behind Mike Evans, but here he is once again ranked behind Mike Evans. Uh, A.J. Brown of the Philadelphia Eagles. Terry McLaurin, Washington Commanders. Michael Thomas of the New Orleans Saints, Ross Jackson, host of the Locked On Saints podcast. Uh, hopefully, you take note of this. Michael Thomas, who you claim is so much better than Mr. Mike Evans, not even on the list of top ten after all these executives. And I know I've kind of doubted some of the the takes here that some of these guys have put out, but here, uh, Michael Thomas not on the list, while Mike Evans firmly planted at number eight. C.D. Lamb of the Dallas Cowboys, also an honorable mention, and Mike Williams of the Los Angeles Chargers, rounding out that group. Also getting votes, Adam Thielen, Tyler Lockett, Deontay Johnson, Odell Beckham Jr., and T. Higgins. So Adam Thielen also getting votes here as a top 10 receiver. Uh, so obviously at least one Vikings personnel uh, member of was, was interviewed for this survey. That wraps up the wide receivers. Next, we're going to wrap up this whole thing. And we're talking running backs, guys. Stick around because uh, this is going to get a little bit interesting as we wrap up this episode of the Locked On Bucks podcast. All right, guys, wrapping up this episode of Locked on Bucks podcast. Thanks again for making us your first listener, your first view every single day. Leonard Fournette is running back number one in the hearts and minds of Buccaneers fans. Certainly Bucks media, at least this Bucks media outlet, Sports Illustrated, all that hold him in pretty high regard. But according to this survey of, again, executives, coaches, and scouts, he is not a top 10 running back in the National Football League. And I don't think that's really a huge surprise to everybody out there. But there are some things that are going to come up here in a second that may surprise you after all. But first, let's take a look at this list. Coming in number one overall, Derrick Henry of the Tennessee Titans, his highest vote, number one, of course, his lowest, number six. Second place, Jonathan Taylor of the Indianapolis Colts. Third place, Nick Chubb of the Cleveland Browns. Dalvin Cook of the Minnesota Vikings coming in fourth. Alvin Kamara of the New Orleans Saints, fifth. Joe Mixon of the Cincinnati Bengals is sixth. The first person on the top ten list to not receive a rank on at least one survey his lowest ranking not ranked at all christian mccaffrey seventh from the carolina panthers Najee harris of the pittsburgh steelers is eighth aaron jones of the green bay packers is ninth and javante williams of the denver broncos coming in 10th so before we get into the leonard fournette and kind of my beef with this rankings and some of the things that these executive coaches and scouts are putting out there first let's talk derrick henry number one over jonathan taylor i have to be honest with you if i was going to predict where these rankings would be I would have probably put Jonathan Taylor number one overall, but one NFL coordinator said of Henry, quote, I'd still give him one more year at the top. He's the constant for that offense, no matter who's around him. I still trust him to make it happen above anyone else. You can give him the ball 30 times and he won't disappoint, end quote. Unfortunately, we found out that he may not disappoint, but he may get injured. That's what happened uh, recently. And, you know, again, you don't wish injury on anybody, but, you know, if Derrick Henry... 
there, there's a reason running backs have been kind of been devalued and it's the shelf life. It's the injury possibility and potential. Derrick Henry, unfortunately, experiencing some of that. So one more year at the top above Jonathan Taylor. You know, I, I get it. There's a little bit of pass being put in there, and that's really not what the exercise is supposed to be doing. But I kind of understand why you would in this situation. We'll have to see how the 2022 season uh, pans out and then go from there. Now let's get a little bit into Leonard Fournette. And for Leonard Fournette, look, we're going to go all the way down to number nine. So let's bring this list back up real quick for all of you watching on YouTube. And look, I'm a, I'm a big Leonard Fournette guy, a huge supporter of him. I really like what he's been able to do since he came over from Jacksonville, really kind of had that crossroads moment, right, with Bruce Arians, put it all together for the team, Lombardi Lenny, playoff Lenny, all that stuff. I love all of it. But let's be real here. Leonard Fournette still not above Derrick Henry when both are healthy. Still not above Jonathan Taylor. Nick Chubb, I would take him over, you know, Leonard Fournette if I had to. Dalvin Cook, still there. Alvin Kamara, I think really number six is where you kind of get into the weeds here. Joe Mixon had a really good 2021, so I can kind of see where people are high on him coming into this season. Christian McCaffrey, I mean, again, the injuries, you know, are the big thing. He's healthy, certainly one of the best in the National Football League, but health has become a really big issue for Christian. Najee Harris. Hasn't been doing it that long, but, you know, very good young running back. But I think that's where six, seven, eight, nine is where you kind of start getting into the Leonard Fournette conversation. For me, this is where you can start making the case that Leonard Fournette needs to be on this list. Specifically looking at Aaron Jones, one NFL executive mentions why Aaron Jones was voted as high as he was on his list, uh, his or her list. I'm not sure the executive is and said, quote, versatility he does a lot of stuff for the Packers the offense is better when he is in there he really boosts their passing game and is is really good getting out on the edge or making something happen with screens end quote listen Leonard Fournette has been getting much better in the Buccaneers offense when it comes to being a versatile player getting on the edge a little bit he's not Dalvin Cook he's not Alvin Kamara getting out there but neither is Aaron Jones okay Leonard Fournette in 2021, talk about versatility and, and doing a lot of stuff for your team. Leonard Fournette had 13 more rushing yards than Aaron Jones did in 2021. He also had 62 more receiving yards in 2021. Both Aaron Jones and Leonard Fournette play or scored 10 total touchdowns. Aaron Jones played in one more game than Leonard Fournette did. So Leonard Fournette, 13 more rushing yards, 62 more receiving yards, equal touchdowns. But Aaron Jones got a full four quarters more uh, to, to compile some of these stats than Leonard Fournette did. So really, I mean, if you add Leonard Fournette one more game's worth of stats, you're probably looking at close to 100 more rushing yards, probably 100 more receiving yards, and probably another touchdown on average. So maybe there was a tiebreaker there, right? So that's kind of my justification. If you're kind of thinking about, you know, with hearing me say that, you know, Leonard Fournette could be in the kind of 8, 9, 10 discussion. You're kind of like, ah, I don't know, David. You might be getting a little homerish on me. Look, if Aaron Jones is number nine and Leonard Fournette is producing better or equal to Aaron Jones, despite the fact that Aaron Jones played one more game in the season, um, then yes, he should be in the conversation around the number nine. Here's where I really have a problem with Leonard Fournette being left off the list number 10. Okay. Javante Williams, look, that's all hype. That's all projection from what he did as a rookie. Hard to really kind of fight all that kind of stuff. But Aaron Jones is a veteran. Leonard Fournette is a veteran. Side by side, Fournette just produced better. You really can't argue uh, against that, okay? So maybe there's a tiebreaker. Maybe Fournette loses out for one reason or another. They don't really specify it here. But maybe 
from an executive scout coach standpoint, Jones and Fournette are really, really close together, but there's just one thing that puts Aaron, I don't know, maybe it's the stupid sombrero he wears when he scores a touchdown. But Leonard Fournette is even an honorable mention on this thing. All right, if there's a tiebreaker here, like Austin Eckler, he was tied for 10th place with Williams, but there was a tiebreaker there. They specified that Javante Williams gets the nod because of A, B, and C, and D. I don't remember the reason off the top of my head. But Austin Eckler becomes an honorable mention instead of number 10 because of that. But Leonard Fournette's not even an honorable mention. So he's not even tied with Aaron Jones or in the realm of Aaron Jones, according to the ranking, despite producing more or showing more versatility, passing and rushing game, same amount of touchdowns uh, in one fewer game. All right, Ezekiel Elliott is an honorable mention. So that's a little frustrating to me because now you're starting to show a little bit of bias. Against, and I go back to Shannon Sharp talking about Leonard Fournette couldn't get it done in Jacksonville, shows up to OTAs or minicamp a little bit overweight. All right, there's, there's some bias there to me. Here's where things really get tipped over. Honorable mention, Saquon Barkley. Saquon Barkley of the New York Giants, who had less than 600 rushing yards in 2021, had two touchdowns in 2021, and has played 15 games in the last two seasons total. One more game in the last two years, Saquon Barkley has played one more game than Leonard Fournette played just last year alone, unless you count the postseason, in which case Fournette played more games in last season altogether than Saquon Barkley has played in two years. Saquon Barkley, less than 600 yards rushing, only two touchdown scores. He's an honorable mention from these NFL execs, coaches, and scouts. But Leonard Fournette, nada. Didn't even get a vote, guys. Not a, not a single vote. Also getting votes, Josh Jacobs, Miles Sanders, Antonio Gibson. Antonio Gibson, league leader in fumbles last year among running backs. Got a vote. Josh Jacobs didn't get his fifth-year uh, option picked up by the Las Vegas Raiders. Got a vote. Leonard Fournette, Super Bowl champion. Better stats than Aaron Jones with one fewer game played, rushing and receiving has actually played in 15 games or more in the last season, unlike Saquon Barkley. He scored more than two touchdowns, did not lead the league in fumbles like Antonio Gibson, got a new contract, unlike Josh Jacobs. Nowhere to be seen in these rankings. So obviously, nobody from the Buccaneers was either asked to contribute to the survey or at least they abstained from responding if they were asked. I would like to believe that ESPN would have asked the Buccaneers to contribute to the survey. So that is my soapbox. Look, Leonard Fournette, not saying he should be number one, maybe not even top five. Deserves to be in the top 10. To me, absolutely. Should at least be an honorable mention. 100%. Not even getting a vote when some of these other guys are getting votes. That's just ridiculous, guys. But anyway, that's this episode of the Locked on Bucks podcast. Thank you again for making us your first listen or your view. Now, or your first view. Now make your second listen or view the Locked on NFL podcast. Our national NFL experts and insiders keep fans dialed in with the biggest stories and the latest news from around the league because an offseason doesn't an equal a break in the action. In fact, I joined Locked On Saints host uh, Ross Jackson uh, the other day on the Locked On NFL podcast to talk about the six teams, three AFC, three NFC teams that needed to have the best training camps. So check that out. James and I will be back with more of our own training camp previews for you as the Tampa Bay Buccaneers get ready to report and get the season started. Until then, 
If you've got reactions to today's topics, additional questions, or subjects you want to discuss, send them in to LockedOnBucksPodcast at gmail.com or call in and be a part of the show by dialing 813-444-5841. For James Jarko, I'm David Harris. Until we speak again, make sure you're checking out everything we're writing over at BucksNation.com and at BucksGameDay.com. Also find us on Twitter at DHarrison82, at JRCO underscore Bucks, and at LockedOnBucks. If you're out and about, please... Be safe, be kind to one another, wash your hands, fire those cannons, golf is a game, and thank you for joining us right here at Locked On Bucks.